We are live. Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to another edition of the iOS Lead Essentials podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Kayo. And today we're going to talk about a taboo topic. Yes. Salaries. And the problem is when something's a taboo, you don't talk about it often or at all. Exactly. I mean, this particular topic is even hard to bring up, you know, when you're talking with friends and family. So imagine, you know, like with strangers on the internet. I mean, yeah, overall is it's a, we don't, I think we don't like to talk about these things very often, you know, salaries and how much everyone makes and all that stuff. And as a result, you're not educated about it. So it's hard to negotiate. It's hard to even know what you expect from your career, right? You end up missing a lot of opportunities just because you don't know what to expect. Exactly. And this can be a lot, you know, like you can leave a lot on the table because you don't yes. know that. So this is definitely a trait. I, I, I feel and I see, you know, that these remarkable uh, developers uh, with successful careers, like they, they, they don't see it as a taboo. They see it as you know information. They they must take in. They must research. They must talk about with others. And you know, like many times, apply the pressure. Apply yes. the pressure in negotiations. Um, in uh, you know, for promotions or for new jobs. Otherwise, you're most probably leaving money on the table, and that's that's probably not good for you. Yes, and sometimes if you cannot have this conversation with friends and family, you need to find maybe a mentor you can talk about, someone that you trust that is open to talk about this topic. You don't need to talk about it with everyone, but you need to talk with it with someone. You, know, you need to talk to people that can help you, right? that can guide you. Because I definitely left a lot of money on the table in the beginning of my career. All of us, right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's the it's the right passage, you know. Like that's that's how you learn. Yeah, and it's not easy, but it's uncomfortable. But you gotta do it. Yep, exactly. If you want a remarkable career, you're gonna have to pass through this taboo. <laughs> so we've got some numbers for you. We need to put a disclaimer first here that these numbers, on their own, don't mean anything. Yes. You know, they're just numbers. If you start comparing one number to another, you know, depending on the location, that's probably a terrible idea. Just have this in mind that these are just the some averages. Trends. And some trends, exactly. All right. So let's have a look at some salary numbers in the UK. Again, Again. average numbers, not very precise. Yes. Very rough numbers. So the average annual salary for a senior iOS developer in London is roughly 72K, 72,000 pounds, or $90,000, roughly. Again, with conversion rates, exchange rates. So that's the average salary you should expect as a senior iOS developer. Okay, so what that means, like if you're living in London, for instance, this is this this should be like a benchmark for you, you know? Like this is this is the the line that you want to reach if you're, you know, below uh first of all and then yes. you want to surpass, right? That's that's the number. Again, 
like we, we can't have the most accurate data of all, but I think uh, it's it's a good number, you know, 72,000 at this point in the market. Yep. And it's a decent salary. If you compare it with different like professions, 72K is a very good salary in London. Exactly. Right. It's... But again, it's the average. Yes. It can be below it or it can be yes. above it. Like you can make double that number. Yep. How about you progress in your career? How about you direct your career? How you position yourself in the market? There's so many factors. And if you look at a high salaries for senior iOS developers in London, you get 95,000 pounds. So that's 31% more. Okay. Why is that? Same title. Right. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I think what we've been saying in the uh, last five podcasts has something to do with that, you know? Yeah, same title and 30% more. That's every year, you know, like every three years. It's basically a year that someone earns that um, you don't, right? Like yeah. that's an extra year of work, right? That's, that's, that's a considered amount. And that's why you want to pass the average mark. If you get comfortable at the average mark, as you said, every three years, you are leaving one year of salary on the table. Yes. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, yes. Right, you have this market that is booming, that has all these opportunities. And you're leaving it on the table in every negotiation because you're happy with the average. Yep. Maybe that's not a good strategy. I mean, it's it's definitely not because the problem is like you you need to build this muscle of improvement, right? And how do you do that? Like you asked, how how do you go from uh, seventy two to ninety five, for example? Like what do these people do that? earn 95 well i mean i can't speak for all of them of course you know but my guess is that they provide somehow more value whatever that means right mm-hmm. it does it does maybe it's like uh you know they have the fundamentals they have the foundation you know the knowledge the technical excellence the soft skills everything and they go there and they smash it right it's like they're phenomenal people phenomenal professionals to to work with right Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps it's like uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's they have uh, amazing marketing strategies, yes. right? Right, like uh, you know, like they they lack a bit of uh, technical excellence, but they can promote themselves. But it doesn't matter, right? That's my point. Like something they're doing something probably better uh, than uh, people at the seventy-two thousand mark. Yes, they either know more about the market, they know more about those caps. They probably don't think about money as a taboo. They know how to negotiate their salaries better. They're not just going to accept the average. They go after it. Exactly. Right. They know something that the people at the 72 don't. Yes. Yet. Yes. You can learn that. Yes. That's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> and what about people that pass the top 10%? What about the top 1%? Or people yeah. that are even in this list that make like yeah. double yeah. the high salary? Right, you can do it. Yep. Those are market averages. You can make much more than that. It's all about how you position yourself, how you market yourself, how you build your skills, and how you present yourself to the market, how you negotiate. Exactly. So don't stop at average. That's the message. It can be, as you said, a landmark, a place where you want to get when you're below it, but it shouldn't stop there. It should go more than that. 
Because as you progress in life, your costs probably going to go up. Yeah. If you live with your parents, you're single, maybe 72K, it's amazing salary. But if you have two kids and a mortgage, that's a completely different story. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's a... Uh, it depends. It depends every time, yes. The point is some people are going to think 72K to be a lot of money. Some people are going to think it's not enough. Yeah. So it depends. It depends on your lifestyle. It depends on your goals. So it's up to you to decide. But you have the opportunity to pass this average, go to the top 10%, and then you can pass that. You go to the top 5, top 1%, and break free from caps. It all depends how you position yourself, what you're yeah. looking for, how you negotiate, how you market yourself, how you build your skills. And that's it. So this is London. Yeah. What about another city in the UK, Leeds? Okay. Another city that uh, the, the last couple of years, a lot of businesses have started migrating yes. there, their operations. A lot of tech businesses moving to Leeds. Yep. And they bring talent with them. Yes. But the cost of living there is much lower. So the salary there, the high salary for senior iOS developers, it's around 62,000 pounds. So 10K less than the average in London. All right. So that's the, the average, and then that's the, the average in London is 72, and the high in Leeds is around 62,000, uh, right? So 10K difference. Right. But it's much cheaper to live in Leeds and have a nice life there, you know? <laughs> have your own place, maybe even buy a house. Exactly. And that, that proves exactly that these metrics should not be consulted, you know, for success, you know, like professional success. Yes. No, there are so many more things you need to factor in so you can have like a, a clear image where you're headed and where you are. Yes. So if you live in Leeds, you cannot just look at London and think, oh my God, they make so much more money, but they also spend much more money. <laughs> right. I mean, exactly. You need to, to, to factor in the rent, for example. You, like if you have a, you know, like a mortgage, you know, like what's the, what are your mortgage payments on your house, right? All these things. The inflation in your your groceries, you know, to yes. like anything you're doing, basically. Not just money, lifestyle as well. Like, yeah. It's completely different. Yeah. So that's it. Let's move to Germany now. Okay. Let's have a look at some numbers in Berlin. Okay. So I got the numbers for iOS developers. That's not for senior developers. The average annual salary for iOS developers in Berlin is 55,000 euros, which is roughly $60,000 per year. Okay. Again, good salary. Yeah. The average salary for an iOS developer in Germany, in Berlin, it's a very good salary. Yep. You can have a nice living with that. Absolutely. But how much is the high salary for iOS developers in the same city, same title, 70,000 euros okay so 27 percent increase okay same title same city 27 percent more so every four years now we went to yes you know like <laughs> we leave one on the table if you are on the average for a while and you're not progressing every four years you leave one year of work on the table yeah 
that's that's one way of look at it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty motivating to, for me. Like I don't know, but I think it's a good way to to look at it. It's 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 an honest way to look at it, you know, because you look at the numbers here and yes, yeah, this is this is my like my opportunity cost. Like what how what what could I have right if I did something differently? Yes, yeah. exactly. What about Paris, France? The average annual salary for iOS developers is 47,000 euros or roughly $52,000. Okay. So it's less than Berlin, same currency, euros, yep. but different city. It changes completely. Yeah. And it's quite expensive to live in Paris, but still, it's a good salary. Exactly. It's a decent salary above average for most professions what about netherlands amsterdam average annual salary for ios developer 54000 euros okay so this is uh, about the same with berlin yes very good salary what about the high annual salary in amsterdam 65000 20% more right okay but now let's go to the us Right. Now the numbers get very interesting. In the US, New York, the average annual salary for a senior iOS developer is roughly $147,000. Right. It's like double what you can make in Europe. <laughs> yes. But what is the cost of living? Yes. In yes. New York, rent, yeah. food, education, transport. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe, you know, like we are iOS developers as well. And someone might say, yes, but you buy the iPhone, you know, cheaper there. It's, it's cheaper to buy all the Apple products. You know, yes, exactly. This is true. But, you know, this is, I mean, you probably buy an iPhone, I don't know, like every year, every two years, every four years, doesn't matter. Right? Yes. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, it, it's not like uh, in your everyday in, or in your weekly or in your monthly list, like it's your rent or your groceries or transportation you know like things like that I, I i wouldn't put that much of a weight on this variable there but it's uh it's one of those examples that we mentioned in the beginning if you don't know anything else about these two numbers right you see 140 something you said thousand dollars in the in new york and then you see yes. berlin or london you know which is like almost uh it's it's like half more than half uh, below, right? And you say, clearly, New York is is a better fit for me. No, it's definitely it, it doesn't it doesn't mean it's you, you're gonna earn more money, right? Yes. Maybe you don't even have a visa to work there, <laughs> or you have a work visa, so you don't want to even buy a house there because you don't know if you're gonna stay there for long. You know, it's all about lifestyle as well. Yes. It's not that easy to make a decision about where to live. Like, what about the tax rates you're yes. getting there? Yes. What kind of contract we're going to get there? What is the trend for this city in the future? Exactly. It's like all these things matter. Yes. Yeah. And again, the high annual salary in New York for senior iOS developers is much higher than the average. It's $180,000 or 22% above the average. Okay. So again, in New York, if you play your cards right, 
you can make 22% more than the average developer. Yeah. With the same title. So about how you position yourself. Yeah. You can see this trend happening in every market. This 20 to 30%. Yeah. I, I think that's the key thing someone watching this video should take. There is this 20%, you know, like increase in these averages. And this is what you should be striving for. Yes. You should aim for this 20%. Question is how do, how should, what do I need to do to get that 20% more? Exactly. So what about San Francisco? Yeah. Average senior iOS developer salary, $173,000. And a high senior iOS developer salary is roughly $210,000. Okay, so we broke the 200,000 mark? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So 21% increase from the top salary to the average in San Francisco. Again, the trend, yeah. 21%, and that's a very high salary. If you make yes. that amount of money and you live like in a cheap city... Yeah, you're comfortable, <laughs> to say yes. the, the least. Yeah. But if you live in San Francisco, it's still a very, very good salary. But the cost of living there is just going yeah. up yeah. day it's, after day. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not a good time. Uh, you know, or having these salaries uh, and living there because it's just, it's not enough. I don't know if you can expect, you know, the same lifestyle that you have in uh, Germany, for example, or in Amsterdam, you know. Yeah, I mean, with this amount of money, I'm pretty sure you can have like a comfortable life. But it's not like you're saving a lot of money at the end of the month. Yeah, I think you put it best like this. Yes, exactly. But you can probably get some shares maybe working in companies in San Francisco and maybe in the future we're going to make some big bucks, but that's a bet. Maybe, yes. <laughs> yes. But very good salary. And again, the trend, 21% increase if you are in the top salary range. What about Austin? Okay, Texas. Yes. Average annual salary for senior iOS developers. It's roughly $129,000. Mm -hmm. So it's much less than San Francisco. Right. But a very good salary. Yep. Very good salary. And the cost of living there is much lower as well. And the high salary for senior iOS developers in Austin is roughly $155,000. 20% above the average. Okay. And again, those are rough numbers. There are people making much more money than that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you see the trend. 20%, 20%, 27, 30%. Yeah. So you can have the same title and make much more money than the average. What about Australia, Melbourne? Average senior iOS developer salary, 88,000 Australian dollars, which is roughly 60,000 American dollars. Right. So it looks much lower, much yeah. lower than New York, San Francisco, and Austin. But it's a pretty good salary in Melbourne. Yep, yeah, exactly. What about the high, 
the top salary for senior iOS developers in Melbourne. 131,000 Australian dollars, or roughly 89,000 American dollars. Okay. That's a 50% right. <laughs> That's okay. increase. Yeah. 50% more than the average. Yeah. Same title, same city. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure people are making more than that. There are people in the top 1%. There are people yep. off the charts. Of course. It's always the case, right? And if you want a remarkable career, that's where you should aim. You should be out of the curve, out of those averages. Yeah. If you're below average, yes, try to get to the average, pass the average, go to the top 10%, 5 1%, and then get out of it. Be out of the curve. That's the goal. So let's have a look. Singapore now. Okay. The average iOS developer salary, 55000 Singapore dollars or 40,000 American dollars. Right. And the top salary for iOS developers around 72,000 Singapore dollars. So 31% increase. Again, same title. 31% increase. And the trend repeats city after city. Sao Paulo, Brazil. Average senior iOS developer is around 96,000 Brazilian reais or 23,000 American dollars. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at the numbers in New York, you may think that this is low. But if you make this amount in Brazil, that's pretty good salary. What about the top in Sao Paulo, Brazil? Top senior iOS developers. The salary is 156,000 Brazilian reais per year or Roughly $38,000. Again, that's a very good salary for Sao Paulo. You cannot compare it to New York because someone in Sao Paulo has a completely different lifestyle, completely different cost of living than someone in New York. And you can get those very high salaries by positioning yourself in the market accordingly. And I know people that make like twice, three times that amount of money. And for remarkable developers, there is no cap. No. It's how you position yourself. So in Sao Paulo, the average and top, the difference is 60%. 60% difference. This is crazy. Yeah. How much money you can leave on the table if you don't position yourself accordingly and you achieve these top roles, these top positions? The answer is a lot, you know, and <laughs> it's not a lot just for the year. Like, think about it. In, in terms of, you know, like in the future, like long term, how much money can you leave on the table there? Yes. And, and that's important because like as we grow, you know, <laughs> as we become older, we have more costs. Yes. You know, like the, our needs are going to be more costly. You know, that's, that's our nature. That's, that's who we are. That's, that's what happens. But it's not just that, you know, it's like, you know, life gets in the way, you know, like stuff happens, right? Yeah, but you also want to have like a nice living, your lifestyle changes as well, right? You want to have a house, you want to have a car, you want to have a family. Right? If you keep thinking in average terms, you're going to suffer in the long term. You're going to have no savings when you get older. You have no assets. You're going to have to rely on the government paying you like some kind of pension. Exactly. Don't sound like a good plan to me. No, that's, that's exactly right. 
So the, the goal here, what you need to think is how can you grow your income faster than your expenses, basically, you know? So you want to, to have more coming in uh, all the time than coming than going out. Yes. And you also don't want to work more for more to come in. Exactly. Exactly. You don't want to, you don't want to trade your time for, uh, for money, basically. That's, yes. that's, that's not good because you're going to reach a cup. That's it. Yes. Stagnate. Yeah. Yeah. It's problematic. Yeah. So you want to be able to increase your salary without having to work more. Because there's a limit. There's a limit how many hours you have a day. There's a limit how much you can endure of mental stress and physical stress of working. Exactly. So you want to increase your skills in a way that you can position yourself differently in the market so you don't need to work as hard to make more. You can produce more value, deliver more value by working less, working smarter. And you need to work hard to get there. Yes. Right? Yes. There are some sacrifices along the way that you need to make. But take this opportunity when you're young, build assets, and collect the rewards as you go. Keep building assets instead of liabilities. If it was easy, then everyone would be doing it. That's the quote, I believe, right? Yes. It's simple, but not easy. Yeah. And it, it requires like uh, continuous learning, continuous growth, and uh, the ability, you know, for example, to talk about salaries to think about salaries to, to understand what is out there how many how much like companies are willing to offer why are they willing to offer that are they really willing to offer that or they can go higher well you're never gonna learn uh you're never gonna find out if you don't make a move probably you know because i mean think about it from the other side you know from the from the company side mm -hmm. like of course, they want the, the cheapest uh, rate or the cheapest salary, you know, like that's, you know, that's their, their saving. They are going to use those numbers we show you today. <laughs> yeah. In every salary negotiation, let's say the average is 72K in London. If you live in London and you want 75 or 80,000, you have to position yourself in a way that you can ask for their amount of money. Because the company is going to say, well, but the average is 72. Why do you want 80,000? Th that's it. If you don't have an answer, yeah. you're not going to get it. You need that's to prepare it. yourself and build valuable skills. So you break free from those caps. Exactly. You need to be able to provide value, but at the same time, recognize that you're providing value. Yes. Because that's what you can talk about uh, like with a company and negotiate understand what kind of value are you bringing so they can take your value transfer it to economic value or uh, whatever they are looking for but the skills that you're mentioning i mean th this is it like you know we have been pouring our hearts here in the Harris Lead essential podcast for five episodes you know like we we've been talking about automated testing, unit testing, TDD, QA strategies overall, software architecture, software architecture tailored on iOS, you know, with like the UI design patterns, the dependency injection, the anti-patterns, the, the solid principles. I mean, these are the things. Yes. The technical skills. Yes. Right. The, that's what you want. Yes. By the way, like this is the most important thing I feel of all that these are not applicable just on iOS, right? Like these are transferable skills. 
right? Mm-hmm. So what that means, it means basically that if you want one day to jump to another platform, you don't have to start from, from scratch. Like yes. you have, you, you are there already. You just need to learn because you know how to build software basically, right? You just need to learn the syntax or whatever the, the framework you're going to use or whatever it is, right? And in probably a couple months, you're, you know, like golden. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, these things, again, like these skills are not easy to build, but that's that's what it takes, you know, like. And that's why they are so valuable. Yes, exactly. If it was exactly. easy, everyone would know them and it would be not that valuable. It would be average. Yes. But it's not average. That's what the top developers are doing. And on top of that, you put leadership, risk management, yeah. time management, productivity, and you start building on top of that. But you need a solid foundation as an engineer. All these are prime examples of career assets, of professional assets. I don't know exactly how to call them, but they are assets in terms of you're not going to pour more time to get more rewards out of this thing. No, yes. your time, you put it once, you learn them, you understand them, you own them, right? Like, you know what you're talking about, and then you apply them to a, to like an array of uh, um, technologies or uh, situations, scenarios, you know, whatever, in a professional setting, you know, like in a problem that you have at work. And yes. that's, that's what makes you extremely valuable, right? It's not like I'm going to make a UI table view controller, you know, no, that's, that's, you know, like that's how you start. Yes. But there are like, so like millions of people probably out there that can do that. Right. That's, that's not going to cut it. You, you need more. You need like mm-hmm. where, most people are not willing to go, right? So that's yes. how you differentiate yourself. That's how you make unique skills. And when you have unique skills that like the market wants, then they're going to be very attracted to these skills, you know, yes. like, uh, buyers in the market, right? So, And you can even get these job opportunities to work for a company in the US, in San Francisco, but you live in Sao Paulo. Right. And you make this top salary living in a city that is much cheaper to live in. Yes. And that, that'll be ideal. That'll be great, right? Yes. Yes. Exactly. You can get the best opportunities from anywhere. And, and this is what definitely things start to, to trend at, you know, like to go at, you know, with all this remote work going on. And exactly. We're seeing it every single day, more and more people are entering the, the, the remote workforce. Yes. And again, if you're doing that, you're going to have a bunch of new things to learn because you are working with different processes, you know, and it's something that you need to, to learn. So if you're interested, that's, that's my suggestion there. If you're interested about remote work, perhaps you have like some experience working in actual uh, offices, you know, face to face with people live, but don't take it, you know, for granted that, you're going to be able to transfer these skills in remote work. No, just, you know, do, do your research, learn a little bit, understand what differences there are, what kind of challenges remote work offers, right? But the theme is the same every single time, you know, like there's a new challenge and you need to, you know, like you, you need to find ways to overcome it. And then you need to iterate, you need to iterate, you need to iterate over yes. time right? and become better and provide more value. And you're going to be, you're going to be compensated for the value you're providing. Or if you're not, you change your strategy. Because just doing the work 
it's not going to guarantee you're going to get the best salaries. And also, having the skills doesn't guarantee you're going to get the best salaries. Because if you have the best skills in the market, but no one knows about it, no one's going to hire you. Exactly. Or maybe even trust you. You need to also promote yourself. You need to yes. market yourself accordingly. You need to put yourself out there. Maybe start a blog, a YouTube channel, a podcast. Yes. If no one invites you to a podcast because no one knows you, start your own podcast. Start your own channel. Yeah. Put your voice out there. Put yourself out there. It is scary, but that's how you're going to be known. It doesn't matter your skills if no one knows you. If you get no recommendations. So you need to combine all those different skills, all those different assets. Because your blog can be an asset. Your podcast can be an asset. It keeps delivering. People keep calling you because of your podcast and they want to know more. They want to hire you. Just keeps on giving. Yeah. You record a podcast once and it's there. Anyone that watches it may call you. It's there. Yeah. It's out there. It's promoting you and it's showing that you care. It's showing that you have the right mindset. If it fits the mindset of this company, of this business person that wants to talk to you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So just having the skills is not enough. It's mandatory, but often not enough. Because the best developer is not guaranteed to get the best job opportunities. It's not about skills only, but you need the skills. Exactly. If you want to be a remarkable developer, just marketing is not enough as well. You need to have the skills to position yourself yeah. and get these opportunities and deliver and get more recommendations and get a better project next time. And you keep building your assets. Keep building assets. Build your skills. Build your brand. Make your name your brand. Why not? Yeah. You can direct your professional life as a business. Think of yourself as a business. So when you educate yourself, when you go to a course, when you buy a book, think like you're making an investment in your business. You're increasing your skills, your value. And you keep building assets. Over time, it should go up. Should pass the average. Over time. That's yes. That's important. Because it requires the patience. That's what I'm saying. Yes. It's not gonna come from, you know, like one day to the next. No. The quote says it takes twenty years to become an overnight success. <laughs> that's the perfect quote. It is. Yes. <laughs> and so, along the way you're gonna find so many opportunities to cut corners. So yes. many opportunities to just take the shortcut. Yep. You know, but don't take the shortcuts. Yeah. If you're looking for a remarkable career, you should focus on long term. Of course, you want the short term gains. Yes. But none that will cost you long term success. So stop cutting corners. Stop taking shortcuts. Read the books. Take the courses. Study. Build your assets. Write in your blog. I know. I know it's difficult. I know it's hard to type the words, review it, and publish it, and put yourself out there. It is hard. Yeah. <laughs> it is hard, but you got to do it. The more committed you are, the faster it will come. Yes. And that's it. Just keep doing it over and over. Build assets. Yeah. So you'd work less to earn more. And that's our message for this podcast. And if you're looking for more, we are running a workshop this week. So check the link in the show notes and we'll see you there. Awesome. Bye, y'all. See ya.